see me. I waited a couple of minutes, but, um, you know, I didn't want to wait too long because I have a lot that I have to do. So uh, you're just going to be looking at a dark figure for a minute. Peace, Sister Manera. Good rise and good dawning to you. Yeah, trust that you're well-rested. Trust that you all are, are well-rested. You know, yeah, but good rise to everyone. Peace, the precious mom. Peace, Sister Kashia. Yeah, it's a little low, right? Yeah, because I'm using a different... I'm outside. <clears throat> so when I'm outside, sometimes it's a little low, so I try to lean in a little bit, speak up a little bit. Um, that's, that's my main recourse there. Lower than the normal low. Uh. Oh, man. Uh, I might have to restart it then. Peace, Maya. And just use a, use a different device if that's the case. Um, yeah, I don't think I have too many options. Matter of fact, I know I don't have too many options in raising the, uh, the volume. But yeah, I know it's, it's, it's lower whenever I use this device. Peace, Cruz. Yeah, peace, peace, Baba Cruz. Peace, Shannon. Yeah, but I, I won't be long, and I'll, I'll try to project a little bit more. Maybe that will help. Looking at the moon over your right shoulder, huh? No, you're actually looking at a street light. But you can pretend that it's the moon, you know, <laughs> a setting moon. You know, uh, so yeah, you know, it's all about the imagination, the world of wonderment, you know. <laughs> yeah, the moon is, uh, you can't see it tonight. I can see Venus. I see Venus. I can't see the moon. Yeah, peace, Sherelle. Greetings and good dawning. Good dawnings. Yeah, well, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful. Uh, street light, you know, definitely, you know, we give, we give thanks for all of the, uh, lights. Peace, Krishan. Good dawning, Gypsy Gray. Good dawning to you. You know? Um, yeah, like I said, I'm not gonna be too long. I wanted to just, um, do this piece outside. Peace, Baba Emmanuel. Baba Haru. Good dawning, good dawning, good dawning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good to see you all in a, in a way. I know you're looking at a, a silhouette. Levette, greetings, Levette. You know, I know you're looking at a silhouette, but you know, it's about what you're hearing more than what you're seeing, right? You know? But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go into it quickly. And, uh, you know, kind of break quickly. I got some early consultations that I have to do. And I got some, I have a class that I have to teach today. Peace, Ia Aldere. So um, I just want to organize a little bit for that class. And then I have some, uh, some other things, always some other things, right? Peace, quantum love. Brother Amal, greetings to you. Yeah, greetings, greetings, you know. Peace, Deidre. You know, all of you are early risers. You know, um, I've been getting a lot of reports back just in terms of like the command of day segments and the help that is provided to people. 
you know, sometimes it, it just it just goes to show that I know a lot of times people want a lot of deeper knowledge, but I've said it so often, <laughs> a lot of times they're not really ready for that deeper knowledge, you know, and it's the basics often that uh, are the most valuable, you know, in many cases, it's the basics. And, you know, a lot of people just need some basic tools to kind of navigate through their day or, or navigate through their life. Greetings, Andrine, you know? So um, I'm glad that uh, people have been able to glean some value from it. Peace, Ali Isha, for as long as um, I'm gonna choose to do it or I'll be chosen to do it. It's probably a better way to put it. But, you know, like I said, it just goes to show, man, you know, a lot of people always feel entitled to, well, tell me the mysteries, tell me the deep stuff, tell me the deep stuff. But truthfully, you know, it's the basics that will always win. You know, you'll always win with the basics, man. It, you don't always need these deep, complex, multi-layered, you know, metaphorical and, you know, breakdowns on, on everything. Peace, Antonio. You know, sometimes you just need, you know, someone to greet you, someone to show you, um, peace, peace, Moksha. You know, um, someone to show you, um, I don't know, just, just, just a little, a little energy, you know, little energy and, and little basic words of, of guidance. So with that being said, you know, I'm picking up a little bit from where we were yesterday. It's getting brighter and, you know, by the, by the second, really, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter um you know but i had spoke yesterday about sometimes the, the things that i may share with people that may i guess rub them the wrong way or be difficult you know what hold on a second i'm sorry I'm zipping up my pocket um i misplaced uh, one of my my bank cards recently so now I'm like <laughs> I'm real sensitive to like where all my stuff is at least I'll probably will be for the next 20 days or whatever until I forget about it but I, I I very rarely lose things you know if ever you know so when something is misplaced or lost I'm, I'm real sensitive about it and then on top of that I think I don't know I, I think I got a snake in my house you know um, yeah, last night I was, curtains were moving, but there was no breeze. <laughs> and then I'm hearing this rustling, you know, peace, Baba Logan. And then, uh, this dawning, I saw a peace, Cassie. I saw a receipt on the floor that wasn't on the floor. You know, it was, it was sitting on top of a table, you know? So, uh, <laughs> I said, yeah, man, I think this is, this is something. You know, I don't know. I just I got a feeling it might be a snake. You know, so I'm like maybe it took my my debit card. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, these animals are getting more and more intelligent. But uh, yeah, it was definitely something up in my spot. But anyway, so with that being said, you know, like I said, I'm just you know hyper vigilant now. Yeah, I don't want to lose anything. Um, Fortunately, I have a good amount of plastic, so, you know. Um, yeah, and with receipts, 
I'm like, I, and because when I was looking last night, because I, I, I'm seeing the curtain move and I'm hearing noise. I'm like, what the heck is that? So then I got on the floor and I'm shining a light and I'm not seeing anything move. But I, that receipt wasn't on the floor. And then, I, then this morning I looked and I was like, why is the receipt on the floor? Said, Somebody's up in here. <laughs> I don't know. I just got a feeling it's a snake, you know. So, uh, yeah, more more news to come <laughs> on on that one, you know. But even the debit card, I don't lose stuff like that, especially money stuff. I don't lose money stuff. But anyway, like I was saying, <clears throat> peace, me, myself, and I. Good dawning to you as well. Yeah, good dawning to you. You know. Um, yeah, you see the you see the colors are changing now. We got that nice, those nice um, lighter blues coming through, you know. But, um, you know, just picking up, like I said, sometimes I know I say things that, peace Tanika, good dawning, um, that people choose to take a certain way, and I'm just picking up on that a little bit, you know. Um, I said the bulk of what I'm going to say about it, but um, there's, there's a theme to that that is worth exploring is worth looking into worth you know worth kind of reflecting on as as we go into our our um end of the strong you know um emotions are probably one of your biggest enemies and your drive and yeah i don't think it was a rodent alicia i don't nah there's no evidence of, of that and rodents don't make that much noise you know, like it was like something big, <laughs> you know, you know, it was something big moving, you know, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm also very vigilant about rodents cause I, I don't, I, two things. I, I really have a dis, distaste for rodents and for mosquitoes, you know, um, but I'm always in environments where they, they are, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a rodent. I, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I, I know those sounds, that little scurry, the little scratches and things like that. This was like, yeah, something big moving around. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> it's something. Uh, you know, now I'm thinking about it even more. Um, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll find it and, and either cut it up or shoot it. or Maybe I'll let it back out where it came from. I don't know, but... Yeah, I, I just have a, I don't know, sometimes I can see things without physically seeing them. Peace and be project, you know, 21. Um, yeah, sometimes I can see them without seeing them, and I, I know, like, yeah, it's something else. You know, yeah, and like you said, you got snakes and rats. Yeah, sometimes snakes will get into your space. That little that little mothball theory that people, that don't always work. Put mothballs around the foundation of the house, man. Snakes eat those things up, man, like they, they're red hot. But, um, so yeah, peace, Iris McCabe. Good morning to you as well, you know. Um, yeah, it doesn't work at all, exactly. Yeah, they still they still get in, kind of do their, do their thing. Especially peace, Tommy Alexander, especially as the weather is changing. You know, they're looking for places to kind of, uh, to, to kind of kick it at, you know, sit by the fire. You know, 
But uh, yeah, we'll see, man. You know, we have squirrel issues from time to time. One thing I'm sensitive to the scent of rodentia. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. One of our, our greatest challenges. There's the moon. Ooh, that's a bright moon. Let's see if I can get y'all some. Unless y'all want the street light moon. If you want the street light moon, I'll, I'll let you keep the street light moon. If you want to keep your fantasy, I don't know. It might be better than the real thing for you. I don't know. Well, let's see. Let me see if I can give you some. <laughs> that's that's the actual moon right there. All right. So I know it doesn't really. Um, oh, now I messed everything up. All right, so I might be leaning forward and holding this thing for the rest of the second. <laughs> I know it doesn't really compare to the street light. You know what I mean? Oh, man, it's all messed up now. See what y'all did? too yeah you know sometimes um the real thing doesn't compare to the fake thing especially in this day and time you know what i mean but uh it's right. it's big though it's a, it's a really 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 big moon you know what i mean and yep you can still see venus i ain't doing all that man i ain't, I ain't messing up my position again though man we can we look at venus another time sun moon and stars and all that yeah baby you know i never leave you and all that yeah, we can we can map to the stars later, you know. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, emotions, <laughs> emotions make you fall in love. <laughs> but um, you know, one of one of the biggest things that um, I I hear, and I, you probably hear it all the time too, you know. But in in my line of of um, work, in my line of spiritual work, that aspect of what I do. You know, one of the, the peaceful here, good morning to you too, good morning, greetings. One of the things that I, that I hear very often is people are always telling me how they feel. You know, that's like a common, common, you know, um, word that's used. I feel this way, I feel that way. I feel like the ancestors are upset with me. I feel like God doesn't talk to me. I, you know, I feel like uh, peace India hunt peace greetings and give thanks you know give thanks for the offering India um, I don't know if I thanked you yesterday but um, yeah man you know I hear that so often you know uh, I feel this way I feel that way I feel that way and people sometimes get caught in the living by emotions and like I said this is a slight extension to what I was talking about yesterday at the end of the segment you know, kind of people wanting to do what they what they want to do, and um, sometimes you know we just get into this this habit of really always serving ourselves, or serving our flesh, serving our emotions, and not realizing that that's not really the divine you know path or will. That's not really how you do it. You, you know what I mean? Um, so you know, one one of the things that 
sometimes I, I ponder on myself to see if I can put this away. Right? Getting good at getting good at getting rid of those reminders without destroying the whole video. You know? But, um... One of the things I think about from time to time is, you know, um... If... If you didn't receive anything from these entities that you say you love so much or you're into so much, would you still work with them or worship them or serve them? You know, um... And not that you should serve or worship them, but that's a whole nother conversation that I've had 500 times. But the, the, the whole point I'm saying is that many of us came into metaphysical or spiritual teachings because we wanted something. And we wanted something a lot of times that we were promised if we served this entity or gave, really gave something to it, which is a form of serving, you know, or acknowledged it we would then receive the things that we want. So all of our, our spiritual nature is wrapped up in transaction. And not necessarily transaction that's lawful and legitimate, because it's not, yeah, you see the sky is, is, is doing this, it's, it's, we're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting our light. But you know, sometimes our transactions are, are wound up in our spirituality and vice versa. You know, so, Peace Camp Pahatan. Yeah, you know. Um, greetings to you. So anyway, like I was saying, man, sometimes those things are wrapped up in that, man. You know, and we're not really looking at... We're, we're serving the wrong thing. We're serving feelings. We're serving emotions. We're serving wants. And um, it's an important thing to always think about when you think about catering to your own emotions, you know what I mean? When, you, when you're constantly thinking about catering to your own emotions, you know, like, you know, certain restaurants you go to, many I've been to, you know, like, some restaurants you go to, you get one waiter, whatever, and then if you go to maybe a place that might be, a, you know, a, a little bit more cultivated um, and cultured, you might have, like, two, three, four waiters, you know, serving, serving your your table, you know, and um, anything you do, they're like right there, like wiping the corner of your mouth and, you know, oh, sir, your, your zipper's on that here, you know, nah, they don't do all that, but, you know, um, so they're constantly just really catering to you, right? So the idea with that is that, you know, it, it feels wonderful, man, like, you know, everything that I want, everything I need, oh, can I, can I get a little bit more lemon or can I get a little bit, peace, peace, brother Vermont, and get a little bit of this, can you go back and fry this up this way, and my sushi ain't fried enough, can you know, I want it hard fried, and you know, stuff like that, um, you know, they'll just completely cater to you, right, um, now, at the end of all that catering, come on, man, chill out, man, go bite a raccoon or something, man, get out of here, so what happens is that at the end of all of that, you get a bill, right <laughs> so they're not doing it because uh peace ricochet they're not necessarily doing it because they love you you know they you're gonna get a bill <laughs> you know three four waiters plus tip you know so yeah there's a price for all of that well the same thing happens when we're catering to our emotions sometimes we don't realize that at some point we're going to get a bill 
<laughs> you know, we, we just love the idea of moving through our cultural life, our social life, our spiritual life, and everything is based around reaction, you know, or, or everything is just based around what we're feeling at the moment. And especially in like today's society, because you got people who will put silicone and saline in their body or, or cut off you know, the genitalia or, you know, or um, just take pills that completely distort their, their natural biology based on peace, Nikki Love. Where's all this, the suns and stuff you normally put in your, where's the emojis, Nikki? What's up? What did I do? <laughs> yeah, I'm spoiled. I'm used to the emojis. <laughs> I don't see the emojis. I don't even really recognize it, you know? like Tyrese back in the days. If Tyrese didn't take off his shirt, we didn't even know we didn't even know who he was. He'd be sitting there up there singing, Sweet Lady. Like, who that singing? And he said, Would you be oh, oh that's just Tyrese. <laughs> Once he started taking his shirt off. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the same thing with the emoji. You know what I mean? You gotta recognize it. <laughs> but um Yeah, so catering to those emotions, man, you know, like I said, people will make total changes you know um in their life yeah we need the shirt clothes now yeah you know yeah we all everybody gets old he had his heyday you know what i mean he had a good run you know but um he the shirt and that mouth clothes man <laughs> he, he makes a lot of problems wilding out but yeah so everybody goes through those experiences sometimes where they, they they have that those transient feelings and they start to define their walk and their way in their world behind temporary feelings you know what i mean and sometimes they want you to validate them especially in the work that i do you know i'll ask the question well i don't know i can't really answer that but i know what i feel so <laughs> like we're not gonna we we're not gonna you know base um the way we move and the way we navigate through the world based on how you feel, you know? And sometimes we end up going through some serious um, trials and some some serious obstacles because we have to resolve with what it is that we're feeling, you see? And I'm not saying that, to, to be clear, I'm not saying that you don't have a right to have feelings. You have a right to, to feel, you know, but those feelings don't have a right to rule over your life. You know, that's always an important thing to understand. They don't have the right to, to rule over, over your life. You know, um, so as, as we're moving through, man, you know, um, as we're moving through the world and as we're taking on different energies and different understandings, it's always important to kind of look at, man, like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I feel like I need to be served? Would I continue to do this if I wasn't being serviced in a certain way? Or am I doing this because it's the right thing to do, right? And eventually, obviously, we want to transform minds where what we're doing is not based on the kiddie stuff. You know, when we're, when we're children, when we're, when we're coming from to our, our culture and our spirituality in a childlike manner, you know, we just want everything. You know, we want what we want. And even when situations call for a higher level of integrity, a higher level of discernment, um, we're going to go with, well, I feel like this. 
So we're going to always go with reaction as opposed to going with righteousness. And, you know, peace to Sean Jr. Greetings to you. And the thing is, that's that's for children, you know, and it's understandable. You know, when you're a young child, um, you get to the point where, you know, you're just always asking for things, right? And even as a parent, you're used to always giving things. You know, the child asks for this, you hear, you hear. And then you get to a certain age as a parent and it comes out and you might say well shoot i wish somebody would do something for me one day i wish somebody would wash the dishes i wish somebody would make me dinner you know i wish somebody would clean up after themselves you know so the dynamic of the relationship you're looking for maybe a little bit more reciprocity and of course if a person go ahead man mosquitoes be zooming like coming straight for you you know but um of course again when when you're new to something you're going to pretty much always approach it approach it from the faith from a place of need until you mature and you grow up right well unfortunately a lot of us are constantly paying bills that we don't want for our own emotional catering because of that same reason you know, because we refuse to grow up. We, we refuse to actually, instead of always like, well, what can the Spirit do for me? What can the Spirit do for me? What can the divine do for me? What can the Creator do for me? What can God do for me? We're never like, well, what can I do for the divine? What can I do for the Spirit? You know, come on, bro. Like, now if I kill you, I'll be wrong, right? I'll ice you. <laughs> My goodness. I bring my pistol next time. I mean, I don't have a pistol. I bring my uh, fly swatter. Um, so like I'm saying, man, as we grow and we develop and we, and we mature, um, you know, the concept now switches. There, there should be a switch as we get older. And now we're moving with a heart to serve as opposed to, you know, a heart filled with all our wants, our desires, and our feelings, you know? And... You know, there, there's a there's a there's there's a, a fine line of obstacle even in that because I'm not saying that you should repress emotion. You know, like I said, you're entitled and you have the right to have your emotion. You know, but sometimes even in our when we're catering to our emotions and we're going off on people and things like that, sometimes it's hard to imagine. Like we say, man, I I just can't control myself. I just can't, such and such happened, I just can't control myself. And you know, that's always a, a very childish and weak cop out. You know, or I'm gonna serve the lowest part of me. That's, you know, like you bragging about that. You know, yeah, I may be this, but mess with me and watch and find out I could do that. We all could do something. You ain't really saying nothing. You know, people talk, well, I'll go off. Most people who talk like that, they're not ready for somebody to really go off on them. I've had so many situations in my life like that. You know, because I, I move pretty quietly, so people think like, peace, Esme, I'm going to go off on them, or I'm going to say this to them, and they don't realize I'm quiet because I don't really want to crush you. You know, that that's what it is. I could say things that would make you want to go take a bottle of pills and end it, you know. And there's been times when people just poking the bear, peace, Christian, poking the bear, all right, then I got to say something. And then... I say something and it's like, 
<laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I told you, stop. You know what I mean? And people always have trouble imagining that, yeah, it could happen to you too. We're, we're all... We're all in a space where we're, we've been where you are, but we've matured out of it, some of us. But, you know, it can go back there, you know, at times. I remember I spoke about the, the TLC Platinum Party that night. We had an issue out there, you know, back in the days when I was in the industry. And we had a, we had a, we had a brawl. We had a fight in the middle of the street. I didn't see, I'm not going to show all the details and who it was with. But it was a, it was a popular rap crew and um he's supposed to be the toughest roughest dudes in new york just running through intimidating everybody until i don't want to give all the gory details but i i stabbed somebody in the head and when i stabbed somebody in the head one of the toughest roughest yelled out oh my god and his voice sounded just like that oh my god <laughs> And I'm like, I thought you seen stuff like this every day. <laughs> Especially considering you started the conflict. You know what I mean? Um, and then now we all sitting in, in central booking, you know, getting getting our paperwork done, getting fingerprinted. And he's in the cell like, yo, I'm, I'm, I apologize about that. I didn't know who y'all were. You know, don't poke the bear. <laughs> People don't realize that, you know, they're always quick to react to their, to their emotions without realizing that. We, we all could do that. We're, we're trying to be better people. <laughs> Peace, Kevin Godby. At least some of us are, are attempting to um, be better people and, and be more solid and, and connect ourselves with, with a more righteous and spiritual way of, of being. You know, um, so sometimes that's the bill. Oh, it's my assistant. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Whatever. Um, Sometimes that's the bill that we pay for catering to our emotions. You know, sometimes I, I think there was a skit, right? They had Dave Chappelle when, when keeping it real goes wrong. You know, sometimes that's the bill that you're going to pay. Like, you're going to see your man get stabbed in the head and, you know, now now he's leaking. He's he, he's getting pulled, driven off to Montessori um, uh, Hospital, you know, and hey, <laughs> You know, um, so it's so important, man, that when you when you seeking to live a spirit filled and a righteous life, man, it's it's so important that you don't cater to what should be behind you. Your emotions are those lower chakra energies that that should be when you're the, the spiritual chakras are higher or beyond the heart. And we should be led by that. And like I said, you don't you don't necessarily need to repress emotion because emotions act as a great compass, you know. But at the same time, um, also the repression of them will cause you to live a very inauthentic life, and you don't want to be phony, you know. So there's there's a there's a fine line between repressing your emotions and not letting them control and lead you, you know. Being able to acknowledge them but not entertain them, you know. Yeah, I I see you there. I I, I got it. Yeah. Okay angry or you're hurt i got it you know what i mean and you know if i can do something to shield that or, or to prevent that i will but i'm not gonna live by my hurt I'm, I'm not gonna live by my anger or anything like that you know um and like i said it's, it's critical because sometimes you know even within like relationships 
you'll be you'll be caught up in something. You know, I work with a lot of a lot of clients, and I was prepared for this for a certain kind of work that I do with clients. You know, when I was a, a young man, um, around my teenage years, uh, pretty much every uh, girlfriend that I had was molested. You know, up in up into my my twenties, uh, my my early twenties, every single girl, and it was there was a there was a fair amount of them, um, had been molested, molested, molested and raped, molested or raped, right? It just became a norm. Like you know, for me, I'm like all all peace, peace, Ken one seven one. You know, so as a young man, as a young teenager, I'm just like, okay, all girls have been molested. You know, like that's just that's just the norm. And of course, it was an it was a uh, it was an observance experience that I was having because of what I was being prepared to be and do later on in life. You know, um, so I'm not saying that that's that's necessarily the case, or every young man or every man grown man has had that that experience. But that was something that I needed to understand, you know. So um, I was in with a lot of women and girls who you learned. You learned like, okay, certain ways you can't play with them, certain things you can't do. I remember um, one girl one time playing with her. We like, you know, like play wrestling or whatever. You know, when you're young, you always want to play wrestle because you know you get oops, oopsie. But we were playing around. And I had like got her on her back and I, I went to like, I moved her leg some funny kind of way and she started crying. She was like, don't do that, don't do that. Peace, Cordy, Shakira, you know, peace, peace, greetings. But um, she was like, no, don't, don't do that. And she was crying and I just had to like, you know, kind of hold her and like wait it out. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I thought I, like I hurt her or something. And she was like, no, I don't like when people lift my legs up, like lift my legs in the air because, you know, somebody had raped her before and that's what he did. Like he put on the back and, and lifted her legs up, right? So, um, and there was a lot of other experiences that I had. I remember another um, young lady I was with, I mean, we were at a, a, well, Mount Vernon, we were at a spot called Chicken Hut. That's where everybody used to, like, just like cheap, cheap food, you know what I mean, but Chicken Hut was the spot. We had Chicken Hut and she went outside, like one of her little girlfriends or whatever was outside, so we inside you know, eating, and she ran outside and then she came back in and was shaking, like just like this. And um, I was like, yo, what's up? What's up? I thought somebody said something crazy to her. You know, and back then I was like kind of a little thundercat, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, what happened? What happened? What happened? And she just was crying and shaking and um she, she like she finally got it out because actually my man's mother had was there ordering food and she came over and she knew her and it was like you know what's wrong sweetheart and she's like you know doing the, the motherly thing and um she said she saw walking across the street she saw the her she was actually raped by a mother's boyfriend uh ex-boyfriend and she saw her mother's ex-boyfriend walking across the street, right? So, you know, I 
I'm <laughs> statute of limitations though. But um yeah man, I went I went uh y'all don't know about my wall uh uh about Mount Vernon. Back then we had a, a supermarket called Wallbound, Wall Bombs. <laughs> I think they probably out of business now. But yeah, I, I caught them coming out of Wall Bombs in the parking lot and uh yeah and yeah, I had a conversation with them. Um, but those are things that you learn, right? Those are, those are, sometimes we have emotions that are, that are so strong and that's how powerful the mind is that we can have such a, uh, somatic response to something that we may see sometimes or hear or smell. And, you know, sometimes that trauma is there. And, you know, this particular young lady, for instance, like I said, I, all of my girlfriends were raped or molested, you know what I mean? So, um, there wasn't, there wasn't like, there was no let up. <laughs> there was no break in, in between. Like I get with the next one and I would just ask him, yo, you ever been molested? Yeah. Okay. Here you go. <laughs> you know, I just expected it really for the most part. And what was crazy. Then when I finally got with a young lady who was like, nah, I've never been molested, but she was so nasty all the time. Her mouth was horrible. Primarily towards males. And I'm like, and I was older at this point, I'm like, something happened to you, man. You, you are like, ill. You're just so, you're such a horrible person. And um, one night we're talking and she was like, oh, I was molested. She completely, you know, planked it out of her mind. She was like, when I was a child, you know, back in Jamaica, we had a, a, a woman who used to come over and like babysit us and clean the house. And one night I was in the bed and she put her fingers into me. You know, she came in late next to me and put her fingers into me. And she was like, I completely just, but it wasn't black. It was still in the subconscious and she was still acting on, on that violation. You know, peace, Padman. You know, still acting on that on that violation. You know what I mean? So um, I got to understand at that point that it was a very common thing, unfortunately. But here, here's the thing that I was I was saying that particular let's say that you know I ain't going to say no names obviously. The chicken hut girl. We'll say the chicken hut girl. Um, that was a, oh man, that was such a sad case, man. Yeah, we we were together probably about two two years, something like that, two years, two and a half years, something like that, but, um, so what happened basically between the ages of nine and 13, her mother's boyfriend, several boyfriends, kept raping her, right, so one day, I remember saying this to, them, to her, and I said, well, did it ever cross your mind that your mother was pimping you out? And she just was like, you know, frozen with terror. Now, I, I knew what it was. I'm looking at this. I'm like, see what this is. What's the coincidence that every boyfriend is going to come at you? You know, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, probably maybe the mother was going through issues with the boyfriends. They threatened to leave and, well, you can have my daughter you know, or me and my daughter. And she was, let me say, she was very developed, right? So at the time, I'm probably like 17, 
Yeah, around 17. She was a year young, so she's like 16 at that time. But I had known her since she was like 14. And grown woman's body. Like, you know, from young, 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 young. You know, she was one of the, what we use the term baddest. She was one of the baddest sisters in, in, in high school. You know, just, you know, she was like in the top three. You know, um, very beautiful face. You know, um, I don't want to describe her too much because somebody in my whole old, old town might kind of know. But she was, you know, she was she was very 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 gorgeous. Um, so one of those young girls who developed really early, you know, and and some scumbags decided to do some scumbag stuff, right? Um, Yo, you know what's crazy though? Tell you how, how the creator works sometimes. After that that situation in the Warbounds parking lot, you know, because the cop showed up. Um, and it was very clear <laughs> what a, what the conversation, how it went. And it, I explained the nature of the conversation. And my man's mom's was still there. She she explained and how was that? <laughs> they drove off. <laughs> you know, I tell you how the creator worked because that could have, ooh, that that could have, that could have, that could have really went somewhere else. You know, um, but like I was saying, so when I said that statement to her, it brought up something that was really repressed, and I was like, yo, don't you think your mother knew? Because she told her mother. She's like, I remember the first time it happened and I called my mother at work and I told her what just happened and she came home and she was mad at me. And then the next time it happened, she she told the guy she was gonna shoot him if such and such ever happened again, but she didn't break up with him, you know? And the thing is, when we start to go higher and deeper into our um, advancement and evolution in life a lot of times we have to deal with those repressed emotions in the most grating of way right so she and her mother moved from the town some years back they live some they live they live they moved from the state right and you know we've we've spoken periodically over the years you know just like hey we're checking on you I, you know, she's been married, children, everything, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but she always calls, what she always calls me, she's so corny. She always calls me her knight in shining armor. You know, like to this day. She's just like, when I was with you, I just always felt so protected. Like I just felt like, cause you know, I, I used to be out a lot, you know? So we were like, you know, I had a car when I was younger. So we would, we would just be out. You know what I mean? And she just always felt like no matter where we were, I just always felt like, you know what I mean? Like um, nothing was gonna happen to me. And uh, I guess that helped to heal something in her, you know, at the, at the same time. So, um, you know, now that we're all older, you know, we're at ages now where our parents are not as young and, and chipper. Some of us don't even have our parents anymore at, at our age. So she's down there where she's where she moved to. I guess I gave some of it away. But um, 
she's moved a couple of states away and she's with her mother and there's healing that has to happen and sometimes we don't realize that when we're treating our children a certain way or we're upset with our parents or with our relatives or whatever that a lot of times the divine will create situations where your your spirit and your flesh will be so irked and graded because you'll have to do things for them like sometimes parents don't realize like you're gonna get to the age where i might have to take care of you so let's consider how you treated me <laughs> or like yeah you let your boyfriends rape me and when i pointed it out to you you didn't even do anything you know so how do you want me to treat you peace hoodoo occultism how do you want me to really treat you in your older years and i remember some years ago this is maybe it was around like 2008 2007 something like that um she was visiting where i was and we we linked up and um we had a conversation about it she was like yeah you know my, my, my mother moved same town she came to visit and she loved it so much that she moved where i'm at and because we have that history that i don't know if like people know but peace plant og i was like yeah so how you you know how you how you managing with that and she was like yeah you know i tried to have a conversation with her and it's just like like she acts like she doesn't remember and i'm like <laughs> you know your, your mother's in her early 60s she remembers you know what i mean she's not it's not like she's 103 years old and no she remembers you know your mother's still going to clubs and jazz clubs and, and banging out and bringing strangers home you know her mind is still there um but she's now in a space now where she's having to do more for her mother right so imagine the feelings there where that person never apologizes, never acknowledges anything, but you have to take them to doctor's visits. You have to make sure they eat. You have to make sure they take their medication, so forth and so on, you know? And sometimes that's the, 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 the understanding that the creator provides for us, you know, where we can't do what we want to do, but we have to do what we, what we have to do, right? So we're not, peace, greetings rolling, peace, peace, peace to you. So we're not necessarily able to, in those moments, cater to our wants or cater to our flesh we don't really have that opportunity in that moment but we have to allow the the the, the greatest spirit of compassion the great you know the greatest spirit of understanding to work through us in that in that moment and we may still do it without joy you know we may still look at that person or while we're feeding them food and, they, and we say i suffered so much pain by your hand and they may die and we still not not feel like it was okay or that that understanding came you see so forgiveness is a deep thing because forgiveness occurs before the offense and whenever you're seeking to go higher you know peace cindy jones miss cindy jones one of the things about development and evolving in the spiritual nature through that spiral you know when i spoke about certain doors pushing open certain doors you know and the impossible is happening you know one of the things that i shared with her i said you know because she's she's actually a, a christian and she was like you know i pray 
And I just pray that, you know, she's like, like the Lord will work on my heart. And I said, yeah, you know, I said, you, you keep doing that. Peace, peace, Baba Anwar. But I, I said, one of the things to her, I said, you know, whenever there's a new plateau or a door that we have to kind of go through, you're going to find that that door is always going to be the same thing. It's obedience. It's, it's always going to be obedience, no matter what. Whenever there's a new door, a new revelation that you're looking to find, and, and your your spiritual stance, it's going to require obedience. And sometimes it's internal, sometimes it's external. But I said right now, you know that based on and I told her based on your book, if you read the book of Timothy, it tells you that you have you should take care of your relatives. You know, so you know, I said you're going to have to be if you're saying this is what you are, you're going to have to be obedient to it. But I said through that obedience is where your greatest growth is going to come from. And you may never get to a point where you're just cool about it. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't repress your emotions. Don't be phony for her benefit. Like I told her, you know, like continue to be your authentic, your authentic self. But at the same time, you know, recognize that um, there is an expression in that that approval or that that love that you're looking for. Peace. Greetings, Georgina. <laughs> Yeah, good greetings, greetings. But that that approval that you may be looking for or that love, don't look for it in her. Cause she doesn't have it to channel through her. She was basing her life around decisions of, of lack and deficit. And as a result, she hurt people. You know, she hurt a lot of people because you know, even the way that she kind of moved in relationships was based around you know what what she went through there was a certain mistrust and, and insecurity as it related to um other people you know and i had spoken to her about that as well and i was like you know you got to understand one thing about life people are going to constantly hurt you that's that's just what life is people are people are always going to hurt you you know if if you are going to walk outside of your house you're going to constantly have to forgive. That's what life is, you know. And sometimes we want to forgive in a way where it's like, I forgive you, but don't ever talk to me again. And we don't always get that. And we shouldn't really look for it. We shouldn't, that's not really forgiveness, you know. But sometimes you might look in your mother's face and say, I forgive you. And you want to walk away, but you can't. You might have 15, 20, 30 years of having to care for this person, even though they, they didn't really care for you, you know? Um, so that's just something, you know, to think about. And as far as repressed emotions, let me give you a little a little value on that too. Um, this same woman, and like I said, it's a bunch of them that I, I, I dated when I was younger. This same woman now has a serious um, intestinal disease. You know, and I spoke to her about it. First time she got real upset, she hung up the phone on me. She called me from the hospital. And she was like, yeah, this is going on. And I was like, you don't eat right. <laughs> you never did. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and you got some, some, some things that you holding down in there that you never got out. She was a phenomenal singer. She used to sing. And, um, she really wanted a career in singing. She really would have had it. She had all of the tools to be a star. 
excellent vocals, um, great songwriting, um, great just sense of, of theory and melody, and she was gorgeous. <laughs> you know, so she had everything, but she was afraid of everybody. You know, very Oshun kind of energy too. You know, afraid of everybody. Peace, Nadia. Afraid of everybody, afraid of everything. You know, um, and that caused her to kind of stay in more, especially after we weren't um, together anymore. You know, um, that fear mechanism kind of jumped back in, if you will. And now she's dealing with, still dealing with, you know, while taking care of, of her mother and um, uh, also her auntie. Because when it happened too, she told her auntie. And it's like nobody really did anything, you know? And um, I was like, <laughs> I wanted a list of names, you know what I mean? Because I came after the fact, like I said, from nine to 13, they all did this to her. So when I met her, she was actually 14. And what was crazy, um, I met her, one of my friends was messing with her at the time. And, um, you know, he had a lot of girlfriends, whatever. And um, she had told me later, she was like, yeah, you know, he used to he used to um, beat me up. And um, I was like, really? You know, and he was kind of a rough dude, but, you know, I didn't, you know, he never came back. He never said nothing to me. Like, he never came back to me like, yeah, I beat up today. You know, peace, James Garabaki. But um, she said, yeah, when we used to have sex, if, if I wasn't good or I didn't do it right, he would beat me up, you know? Um, now, mind you, we're teenagers. <laughs> Peace, Akuya, you don't really know what you're doing, you know what I mean? And even as a teenage boy, you don't really even know if it's being done right. <laughs> you know, so when they were together, they were, she, I guess she was around like 13, 14, something like that. And he was, he had to have been, yeah, like 16, 16. 15, 16, something like that. Um, and she was like, yeah, he used to beat me up if, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't do it right. Right? So certain things perpetuate. You know what I mean? So when I, when I came on the scene, I'm, I'm not into all of that. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, the only time you, you start putting your hands on people because you run out of things to say. And I always got something to say. <laughs> I'm always, you know, uh, <laughs> You ain't gonna out strategize me in a relationship. Peace, Mama Marva. So that was never really an issue. But um, the repression of all those emotions and never really being able to find a space to say how you feel, you know, and it's, I've known many women who have died like that, you know, not died from it, but they have died never expressing, this is how I feel, this is what I wanted, you know. Um, and like I said, she's got a serious issue now and has never really been able to say, this is what happened to me and this is how I feel. She couldn't even say it through music, you know? This is how I feel and this is what happened to me. And so, you know, um, she's she's married again. She's remarried now, so I don't really talk to her. You know, even when she, like, she'll reach out one of my, I'm like real short, because I don't, I don't really do the whole, you marry, once you marry, that's it you know <laughs> you know so I actually always kind of, we seem to kind of catch up between breakups and divorces she would reach out yeah you know I mean, <laughs> you know trying to get that old thing back and I'm like, nah that's, it, it is what it is it's, you know that 
then, this is now. But like I said, just be careful about how you have your um, your emotions, where you place them, and never cater to them. Never cater to your emotions, because that bill that you have to pay is is heavy. You see, like like the bill she paid, she primarily dealt with at that time guys like myself who were maybe a little bit more imposing at that age. He's Marjavari. I said it right yesterday. Um, maybe a little bit more imposing, maybe in the community had some respect because of our proclivities to um, physical exaction, you know, and not being afraid to, to enact blood atonement on people. Um, so she found herself kind of like my friends being more with or being more pulled to guys like us um, really because she wanted to be protected you know so she was that emotion of fear said well let me go get with the, all the gang members basically the tough guys so I know nobody will really mess with me and I kind of was the one who ushered her out of that so even though I was someone that was not going to be trifled with at the same time I wasn't someone who was going to be abusing anybody and I was always able to speak and I was always able from a teenager I was always like all my friends counselor you know so I was always I was able to kind of flip with the little bit of tools I had at that time to kind of help walk her through some some of that you know and kind of transition her away and out of away from guys like that greetings Joyce Isley you know guys like myself <laughs> you know but um at that time at that time you know uh like i said long it's we're going back a, a, a very long time you look up wall bombs <laughs> as a supermarket i'm pretty sure i don't even think they exist anymore you know what i mean so this this was a very long long time ago um so yeah that's what I wanted to share with you today, man. Don't, don't, don't cater to your emotions, you know, and look for what you can do and you can achieve in, in spirit. Look for how you can serve spirit before you look at how spirit will and can serve you. That's a, that's a very childish way of spiritizing when it's always, give me, give me, give me. I want, I want, I want, I need, I need, I need, <laughs> you know, you're like Bob, you know, movie reference, but you, you end up like, you know, Bob, you know, you know, I need, I need, I need, you know, but when you start to mature, you start to say, okay, what do you need? Just like with a parent, what do you need? But sometimes, you know, understand that those moments may come where to get through certain things, you may end up serving the very person that has hurt you the most, you know, and having to really learn to and a lot of times it's going to be a parent because that's just how the, the movement of time goes. You know, it may be that parent. And I, and I have a friend recently, his mother died. And he always had issues with his mother, man. He said his mother was, I, I don't really understand the issues because his mother's a little, a little off. But he's also a little off and I don't think he knows it. And I've known it all these years. He's, he's got a couple of screws kind of loose. So his, his beef with his mother, I don't, I never really totally got it. 
Um, but I know when she, she was like in her last days, he was in the hospital arguing with her about punishments he got when he was a child that he felt he shouldn't have gotten. And this woman is literally in a bed dying. And when, when she died, like there was no fanfare. There was nothing like there was no, no feeling or emotion there, you know, um, now, I don't know what happened between them. I don't, I don't you know, I don't clearly get it because neither one of them are all that coherent, <laughs> you know, uh, generally. But, you know, there's always something to consider, man, you know, how you treat people. Uh, because sometimes those would be the very people that you will depend on at some other point in your life, you know. Um, and like I said, I don't, like with him, I don't, I don't really know. I, didn't, I never really got in the middle of it like that. Um, because some of the little things that I heard, like for instance, he's got a name that really has bothered him over the years. I'm not gonna say what his name is because he doesn't go by his his government name, but it's 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 it, it, it is a name that you would be like, what? Like, let's just say his name, and it's equally it's on the same vibe. His name is Skippy. It's equally like that. His actual name. He told me one night. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to tell you something I don't tell anybody. <laughs> and he t I was like, that's your name? And he was like, yeah. He was like, and I, I used to fight people as I was when I was a child on the playground because they would say my name. And he'd be like, yo, don't say my name. And they'd be like, but that's your name. <laughs> and he would fight the little kids. And then um, as he got older, he kind of looked at his parents like, why would you do that? Like, why would you name me that? You know, um, so, you know, these, sometimes we have to take certain things in, in, into consideration. And like I said, um, catering to what we want is, is in our emotions is always our, our, our biggest enemy. Emotions are always going to be your biggest enemy on your movement towards higher awareness and higher development, you know, until you learn how to place them properly and understand them that they're nothing but a compass. When you figure out how you feel about things, then you can, that's, that's your directional pointer to, to just do a check. Am I moving in, a, in the right direction? Because this is how I'm feeling about this direction. And some things I may do comfortably and some things I may not be comfortable doing. When you're feeding, you know, your parent their food and making sure they get their medicine, and this is the same parent that maybe sexually abused you. I've seen those situations too, you know, or this is the parent that used to verbally abuse you, you know, or when you were at your lowest, maybe when you went through a divorce and you called them and they were like, I'm busy right now, I'm at work, <laughs> you know, um, things like that. You may find yourself in that situation and that's when you really want to embrace and find joy in letting the higher spirit flow through you and not your lower emotions. You know, find great joy in that, you know, that, in this moment, it ain't about me, you know, but like, as they say, let thy will be done. It ain't about my will, but it's about the divine will flowing through me right now and allowing me to kind of burn away those lower emotions and those flesh ideas. You see? Um, all right. So I'm going to head out. Like I said, it's very uh, action-packed day today. And, um, you know, we'll be going into Sabbat. So uh, I will see you all in a little bit, but 
just give some thought to that on today, please, you know, um, about where your emotions may be taking you and get a hold of it. Say, uh-uh-uh, I'm giving you the right to be, but I'm not giving you the right to control my life. And you might need to write another divorce letter. All right? Everyone be well. Peace.